thank you for flying with Divided We Gang. Today's host, Styles, Psychomantis on PS4. Boarding is now complete. Prepare to launch in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Divided We Game podcast. This is Styles. Uh, you can find me under Stylish MC. That's S T Y L I S H E M C E E on YouTube and Twitter. And uh, my PlayStation Network channel is Psychomanis. That's S one G H K zero M A N T I Z. So yeah, send me an invite if you guys want to get on a game sometime. I play a lot of Fortnite. Um, I play shooters rpgs pretty much any genre so yeah hit your boy up on twitter under stylish mc or check out my youtube also stylish mc today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite games so far this generation spider-man marvel spider-man for ps4 not only am i a huge spider-man fan but i've also been a huge fan of insomniac the developer and the old spider-man video games that were on PlayStation once upon a time, as well as the, even, I even liked the movie based titles that were on PS3. I used to play those and I loved those games too. I own pretty much every Spider-Man video game, um, including Maximum Carnage and, uh, Separation Anxiety, the Super Nintendo, more obscure Super Nintendo titles. Um, I have the NES Spider-Man game. I have pretty much every Spider-Man game you've ever heard of. So, I like to think I'm somewhat of an authority on the subject of Spider-Man video games. And uh, when it comes specifically to uh, Spider-Man PS4, I just want to break it down and talk about three things. I want to talk about the gameplay, I want to talk about the story, and I want to talk about the visuals. And that's how I'm going to break down most of my reviews. I'm going to go through gameplay, story, and visuals and just kind of give you an overview of my feelings on uh, all three of those areas. First, let's talk about the gameplay of Spider-Man PS4. The first thing you need to know when you're going into a Spider-Man game is, what's the swinging going to be like? Because if you've played the old Spider-Man game, especially Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation, you know that like it lives and dies on how well the swinging mechanic works. One thing I can say about this game is that I've never, ever played a Spider-Man game where the swinging felt this good. And that includes the excellent Spider-Man 2, which I thought was a great game, had great swinging mechanics. Definitely, this game's swinging mechanics get everything they know from it, but they take it to a new level. 
it's just between the fluidity of the animations, the, the, how many animations there are for if you swing at a different time in in your uh, in your like arc of the parat, like you know you have your pendulum arc, you're swinging, you can let go at any point and swing again, and there's a appropriate animation for almost any position you could be in. You can do tricks in the air and it actually records that you're doing certain types of flips and spins and stuff. And there's a trick and a point system that you can use to earn extra experience. It feels like it's physics based, but it doesn't, it's so forgiving. It's like infinitely forgiving. Like it just does what you want it to do. Like you feel the physics, you feel the weight of Spider-Man, everything feels right, but it's not so physics based that you you get those weird uh things that happen in physics totally physics based games where it just feels glitchy or or uh like you don't have complete control of it it always feels like you have control of it. it always feels like it's doing exactly what you want i can't say enough about how good the traversal is and the traversal is important in this game because another aspect of the gameplay in this game is that there's a lot of moving around the map so Spider-Man is an open world game. You get the island of Manhattan and uh, it's big. It's like, it's as far as I can tell, it's pretty much real size or close to it. So it's a really, it's a really large area. And I will say that it's just crazy how fun it is to travel in between the missions. And because of that, it makes the whole mission structure better because y you don't, you're not bothered as much by the fact that, okay, I just completed this objective here. Now I have to go across the map over here because it's so much fun. You almost are like stoked when you get to swing between place to place to see how much faster you can get at it, how much better you can get at the different mechanics. And uh, as you go throughout the game, you get more, you unlock more mechanics. That's a big part of the game is not only do you unlock gadgets, which you use when uh, you're fighting enemies. I will talk about the gadgets more in a minute, but also you unlock uh, abilities that help you with traversal. So some of your abilities aren't necessarily your fighting enemies. They're things like, you know, you can do two web zip lines before you have to swing again. So you can just straight pull yourself forward really quickly, like twice in a row and then start swinging again. So you unlock certain things like that, that help you with traversal, which is really cool. And it is an open world game. So you do have that ability where you travel from place to place, but also, depending on when you do the story missions, more things unlock. So you might have a bunch of missions you can do, but you can't. Uh, you ha once you complete those, you can't go any farther, or n more missions won't unlock until you complete the next story mission. So it's kind of one of those situations. The cool thing about Spider-Man, though, is you don't sacrifice. Wh whereas with games like Grand Theft Auto, a lot of the time, it's hard for them to have missions that are like really specific or inside of a building or that require certain stealth or certain specific types of gameplay because of the open world nature of the game. I mean, you just be able to come in any way you want and do whatever you want. People don't expect you, uh, or I mean, they, they have to expect the player to do so many different things that they can't have these really bespoke mission styles where you're just like doing stealth gameplay or you're sneaking into a place or you're walking through a crowd. And this game has like parts that feel like Hitman where you're walking through crowds looking for people. It has parts when you're stealth, like climbing up an elevator shaft. It has so many parts of the game are 
not just what you would consider your classic open world style mission, that it really has all the advantages of an open world game and a non-linear game and all the advantages of a really tightly well-designed single player linear video game, which it's, it's kind of reminds me uh, in ways of, um, the uncharted games, if they had an open, more of an open world aspect to them kind of the fourth uncharted game how it had more of an open world aspect that's kind of what this is feeling like and i can't say enough about insomniac's ability to do what they do best here because if you've ever played any of the ratchet and clank games and if you haven't please go play as many of them as you can now the great thing about ratchet and clank is the variety in the combat because you have all these different weapons and gadgets that you can be flipping back and forth and, and using them in conjunction with each other say you have a gun that freezes people and another gun that um you know deals like large amounts of damage you can freeze dudes and then hit them with a rocket or something you know it's like or you have a gun that um lowers gravity and then you have another gun that, that blasts people backwards and you can use it on somebody lower the gravity and then shoot them off the map or something you know it's like there's all these different ways you can have gadgets and ratchet and clank all these really cool unique gadgets and then they've all been designed to work in concert with each other and this is the exact type of gameplay that they've brought to spider-man that was totally absent from any of the old spider-man games it was never a thing and now you have all these gadgets that you unlock slowly and, and throughout the game and it's things like electric webs and web bombs that explode and web people up. And you you could say hit a guy with an electric web and let's say you've upgraded it and it arcs and hits all the people around him. And then while they're all sitting there get shocked, you throw a web bomb. And because they're vulnerable, the web bomb completely webs them up and ties them up and finishes them off. Whereas normally it would have just webbed them up for a second or it would have you would have had to do a lot of damage to them and swoop, like you know knock them down before you could use the web bomb to finish them. But if they're being electrified, then it just finishes them instantly. And so there's just that that's just one example, but there's a, just there's just myriad of ways that you can use the weapons and gadgets in conjunction with each other in order to take people out. And you get better and better at it and you learn different techniques and different abilities and that brings a ton of variety to the gameplay. And it, it is variety that is necessary because the missions range from things like uh, finding the backpacks, which are just strewn across the map, or finding certain places you have to take pictures of. There's a photography element to the game. And so they're either fetch quests like that, or they are... Uh, combat based where you either have to infiltrate uh, a base and defeat all the enemies either stealthily or by just defeating wave after wave or a combination of the two or the third type is missions where they make you swing a certain path either you're chasing after someone or uh, there are screwball missions um, the villain screwball she likes to make you swing through certain areas and have to hit certain targets as you're swinging. And those missions are the only ones that I really thought could get a little obnoxious because sometimes, I, I mean, with the variety of the way you can swing, everybody kind of comes up with their own traversal style and they swing their own kind of way. And the game really wants you to swing a specific type of way for some of the screwball missions because they want you to hit these specific points along the way as you're going. And that can be kind of difficult, but 
all those missions are, again, they're side quests. So it's not necessary to beat the main story. And it's just extra stuff to do if you want to hone your skills and get even better at the game. So I would not say that that's a fault at all. I would not mark it down for that. I would just point out that, um, you know, expect there to, there to be some missions that will frustrate you. But yeah, outside of that, the powers are so fun and the, the challenge quests are always, almost always fun. The extra stuff you can do is almost always fun. I think um, most of the boss battles, they're, although they have uh, their own unique type of gameplay a lot of the time, like a, each boss has his own certain way you have to beat them, you're not just necessarily using the same combat you've been using against all the other enemies in the game. It does keep it fresh. It's not the point where you're like, oh, God, why do I have to do this certain type of uh, boss fight that has nothing to do with what I've been practicing, you almost always are leveraging skills that you've practiced, which is really nice. Cause even though, like I said, they have specific ways you have to beat the bosses and it's usually new and fresh. It, it utilizes the same types of skills that you've been honing through playing the game. And so it has a smart way of keeping the boss fights fresh with also not making you feel like, you know, you're having to train for the very first time with the start of each boss fight, which is something that can happen in a lot of games, I think. So that's pretty much it for the gameplay. I have nothing really negative to say about it. The fighting is fun. The moving around the map is fun. The mission structure is fun. Yeah. So let's talk about the visuals a little bit. This game, I can easily say that this game is one of, in my opinion, the best looking games on this generation of consoles or PC games. I just can't think of any game, period. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn comes to mind and God of War come to mind as games that are on par with it. But as far as looking better than it, I can't think of a single game that I could definitively say looks better, either in an aspect of just how clean the image is or the art direction. It's just the, the stylistic nature of the graphics is so perfect for what they're trying to do here. And Insomniac's always been really good, but I mean, with the Resistance games and stuff, we got to see what they look like when they do more... Uh, a more like realistic style than say Ratchet and Clank or something. And I really enjoyed what they did with the resistance game stylistically. And I think that that experience shows here. In fact, overall, um, I think that they've learned a lot from their previous games and put it into this, which I'll talk more about later. So as far as the visual fidelity, I think this may be the highest level of visual fidelity I've seen in a game that has this large of an open world. So games like GTA, they have a very large open world, but when you go down to the level of detail on each building, on each person, it's not very high. It's very simple. Like some most buildings don't have modeled interiors. This is not the case here. The buildings are highly detailed, highly modeled, totally different. You don't see a bunch of buildings repeating. There are certain types of buildings that repeat and certain structures that repeat that are really common around New York, water towers, et cetera, et cetera. But the, uh, the storefronts and stuff themselves, I mean, they're extremely unique. And the level of texture fidelity and the level of fidelity of, of just uh, the detail, just the pure detail they put into each model each building model it's insane like just walk around this game sometime and just stare at the buildings and look at how well crafted they are stickers on the doors and stuff uh like they have uh, the like the little stickers that tell you um about the business and stuff in their hours um just the level of like geometrical detail that are on stuff that would normally be a flat texture is crazy it's just really crazy they just 
took their time. And then again, it reminds me of Naughty Dog and how in the Uncharted games, they would have almost no textures repeat. Like they would just make new textures for each object. Each, each tree would be its own brand new tree. And so that, that I kind of feels that way, but with an urban setting in this game. And that's another way that I think that they're very similar. Um, yeah, it's just like a crazy level of, of detail and the game, the technology behind it is beautiful. They have like a per pixel motion blur that they use that it obscures the sides of the screen when you're moving fast and it looks so awesome, but it never obscures the center of the screen. So the center of the screen never blurs even when you're swinging super fast. So you can always see where you're going, but it gives that effect on the size of the screen of the motion blur. It's beautiful. It works so well. It's never annoying. You can adjust it in the menu if you don't like it, but I don't know why anyone would turn it down because it's just it's such a beautiful effect. And they use a method called temporal injection, which is, in their opinion, superior to checkerboarding. If you don't know anything about rendering, this won't mean anything to you, but basically it just ends up resolving a clearer image for every frame. And so just the overall, the visuals of the game, the lighting's incredible, the the game doesn't have real-time day-night cycles, but there are story points in the game where the city changes from day to night, and it's beautiful in either way. I, I'm just amazed at how well it looks almost any lighting. Just It's so hard to build an environment that looks so well lit dynamically as it does when it's just daylight, and it, it they really did it. They really made the city alive. And it just impresses me every time I play this game. The texture detail on the suits and the characters. If you pause during the game, just look at people's skin. The specularity, there is subsurface like light scattering from the skin textures. It's it's really, it's a top-notch game. I can't say anything negative about the visuals. It's really as good as a game can look with our current technology. And I, I'm constantly reminded of that every time I play it. The photo mode people use so much because it, you take beautiful photographs in a game with that level of detail. It's just, it's really crazy. And the lighting is beautiful. But I can't, I can't say too much more about the visuals because there's really nothing to nag about them except for just to, to gush constantly. So uh, I'm going to start talking more about, I'm going to start talking more about um, the story. Which, obviously, I don't want to give... I don't want any spoilers. I don't want to give anything away. But I will say that there are multiple relationships that are explored throughout the game. There's Peter's relationship with Aunt May, which you could have guessed. There's also Peter's relationship with MJ. And lastly, there's Peter's relationship with his boss, which I can't give too much away about that. I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say that the, the, his boss is somebody who you'll instantly recognize and you'll instantly know is going to be a huge part of the storyline. And their relationship is amazing. And it's both heartbreaking and beautiful. And it's just crazy to see how things work out between the two of them and tragic and all of that. And so it's just awesome, and I think you're all going to enjoy the, the, the ride that the story takes you on. It's It reminds me uh, like it could be a Netflix show. Like Every time I play through the game, I'm like, this could definitely, absolutely be one of the Marvel Netflix shows. Like You could be watching Punisher and then watch Jessica Jones and then watch this story as 
as a TV show and it would work perfectly. That's how good it is. The only difference being in that they wrap in so many villains. I won't give it away, but there's a lot of Spider-Man villains in this and I'm glad because they were all really cool to see and they're, some of them are my definitive favorite versions of the villain that I've ever experienced across all Spider-Man related media, which is really saying something. Also, um, not to give too much away, but there, uh, there is a relationship between Peter and a young Miles Morales in the game. I think that's been shown in enough of the trailers to not be giving away too much. I won't say how far it goes, but I will say that it's definitely what you're hoping for. And I don't know when it's going to come to fruition, um, but it's really cool to see Miles in a video game and to see him and Peter interacting in the same universe. And it's just the way they're doing it, I think it's probably going to be, in my opinion, the best version of the Miles origin story. So yeah, that is my Spider-Man PS4 review. I can't say enough about the game. You definitely should buy it. You definitely should play through it. If you don't own a PlayStation 4, buy one to play this game because that's how good it is. The story is incredible. There's Easter eggs. There's classic Spider-Man uh, lore but also with a new, fresh take on it. The graphics are beautiful, and the gameplay will keep you coming back. I've beaten every DLC as soon as it came out, and I intend to go back and finish the only two trophies I don't have, which are for a New Game Plus playthrough and an Ultimate Difficulty, which I'm going to do soon. So yeah, check it out. Um, I appreciate you all listening to my review. I hope you agree. Uh, that Spider-Man PS4 is an amazing game and one of the best this generation. Uh, if you want to check me out on Twitter or on YouTube, it's StylishMC. That's S-T-Y-L-I-S-H-E-M-C-E-E, all one word. StylishMC. Uh, that's me signing out. I'll talk to you all later. to the Divided We Game podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, FeedBurner, and all other places podcasts are hosted. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as they are a free way to help the show and support independent media. Please visit us at thegreatdivide.us forward slash Divided Game. Until next time, we will see you next mission.